there, folks. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of E Pluribus Unum. I'm your host, Emily. E Pluribus Unum is a podcast focused on creating unity by finding common goals and increasing understanding between people. Only when we have true understanding between people can we have unity. E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. Please take a moment when you can to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at E Pluribus Unum Podcast. I'm also on Parlor and trying something out on Locals, which is like Patreon, but more open-minded about, well, more open-minded and not canceling people who are conservative. So find me on Locals, E Pluribus Unum Podcast.locals.com for people who pay for a subscription. There will be some exclusive content, ability to ask questions that I'll answer on the podcast, and some other cool perks. So follow me there. I'd very much appreciate it. Today is National Everything You Think Is Wrong Day. I know I talk a lot about these random national holidays. I actually get a calendar or daily emails letting me know what the national day is. Today is also National Napping Day. So feel free to celebrate this afternoon and have a nice little nap for yourself. I love these holidays. I think they're fun and hilarious, and I hope you've been enjoying them when I've been bringing them up. But I also bring them up because every once in a while, there's one like today, Everything You Think Is Wrong Day, which can stoke interesting thought processes and conversations. This one in particular leads to a conversation or a topic that's been on my mind for a while that I've been wanting to bring to you lovely listeners, but other things have come up and I haven't really found the right moment, but everything is planned for a reason. If this is the holiday today, then clearly this is what we should be talking about. Everything you think is wrong day is every March 15th. The origin is unclear. In addition to telling people that everything they think is wrong, just for today, it's also a day to remind some people that they are not always right. One can celebrate this holiday by avoiding making decisions because everything you think is wrong. So why would you make decisions when your thoughts are wrong? I'll admit it's a little bit of a silly holiday, but I do think it brings up some interesting things to consider. For instance, it is good to remember that we do not know everything. We might know a lot. We might be very educated in one particular topic, but we don't know everything. In fact, it's very liberating to say, I don't know. When someone asks you a question, if we don't know the answer, we actually look more foolish by trying to come up with something than just admitting we don't know which actor was in The Wolf of Wall Street. We don't know who the Secretary of State is. We don't know which ocean is the largest. We don't know. It's okay. We can't know everything. It doesn't mean we're stupid because we don't know this one particular thing that someone's asking us about. I think this is particularly important to remember in terms of politics. Not that everything you know or everything we know is wrong, but that it's possible that not everything we think is right. And even one step further, is it possible that everything you think is wrong? Just put yourself in the position of wondering, what if everything I think is wrong? I think this all the time. 
If I have to pick a label, I will call myself conservative or libertarian. I'm not a big fan of labels when it comes to politics because I think most people's thought processes are nuanced and people might have a variety of opinions and beliefs that don't perfectly line up with one party or one viewpoint or the other. But if people ask to get a general idea of where I stand on things, I would say I'm conservative slash libertarian. But I hear a lot of stuff in the news that is completely counter to what I believe. And every once in a while, I stop and I ask myself, what if I'm wrong? What if everything I've been led to believe? What if everything I've read? What if everything I've heard is totally wrong? Whether someone's been lying to me or I'm just misunderstanding things or the people reporting are misunderstanding things. What if everything I know is wrong? For instance, I think more guns makes us safer. I think lower taxes are better and lead to more growth. I think hard work and personal responsibility are necessary for making good people. I think generally the U.S. is a place of good people, not a bunch of people who are ists, you know, sexists, racists, etc. But there are a ton of stories, reports, statistics that counter all those things that I believe. So if I'm going to be a curious, honest person with an inquiring mind, I have to wonder where are those statistics coming from? Where are those stories coming from? Where are the things coming from that are counter to what I believe? And when I think this, I do research. Research means reading reports. It means reading news stories, watching videos, listening to podcasts, reading books. There are a lot of different options for research. And I'm a reader. Generally, that's how I absorb information best. So I tend to turn to books and articles and reports because those stick with me the most. But there are a variety of ways of doing research. The important thing is to do the research. However, these days, doing research can be tricky because if I'm looking for a story, let's say, about mass shootings in the U.S., if I go to CNN or MSNBC, they're going to give me a few statistics about gun ownership and deaths in the U.S., If I go to Fox News, they're going to tell me something entirely different. Not just entirely different, but in direct opposition to each other to the point where only one can be true. Or I guess they could both be lying. That's also a possibility. But they can't both be true because they're so in direct opposition to each other. And I think this is the problem a lot of people face today. People might want to do research, might want to look more into a story and ask some questions about what information has been presented to them. But it's almost impossible to do so because when you do, what you find is so exactly the opposite. The assumption is that one of them must be a lie. Not that there are nuances to the story and that, of course, statistics can be used in a particular way or how did the num- how was the number arrived at? Because if they don't use exactly the same methods to arrive at the numbers and the numbers can both be true, but actually have nothing to do with each other. And as humans, we want black and white. We want to know, are guns good or are guns bad? Is school choice good? Is school choice bad? Are the police racist? Are the police not racist? We just want truth. We want black and white. And unfortunately, there isn't a ton of black and white when it comes to a lot of these issues. Numbers can be manipulated. Individual stories, anecdotes often are the exception but certainly don't prove anything one way or the other. 
So it's hard when you start out with a question, is everything I know wrong, to then prove or disprove it, because to one group of people, yes, everything you think is wrong, and to the other group of people, everything you think is right, which should indicate that there's a lot of nuance and some middle ground somewhere that the news is probably not reporting. Maybe because they're dishonest, maybe because they just want good ratings, probably a little bit of both. This is where you have to come in with your own common sense. Do research, look at both sides, and then use your head, maybe use your gut a little bit to figure out which one really makes the most sense. When it comes to numbers in particular, really pay attention to the context and how they got their numbers because that makes a big difference. By the way, even if it's someone you trust, even if you've been going to the same news source for years, every story that they share, we should be looking into. And not because they're not trustworthy, because they're not always the news gatherers. They are the news reporters. And where are they getting their news from? They could be getting their news also from a skewed or misinformed to be kind source. This lesson is direct from my dad, who always told me to check sources, check sources, check sources, to not take anything at face value, no matter where it comes from, no matter what it is, don't take anything at face value. And it's not about not being a trustworthy person when it comes to personal relationships or being so cynical that you assume everyone is a liar. You can assume people have good intentions and are just misinformed, but still want to check things because people make mistakes. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew talk about this on their podcast all the time, how they've been written up in the news so many times that they don't trust the news at face value anymore because they've seen stories about themselves that are totally wrong. So they know that often the news gets it wrong and not on purpose necessarily, just, you know, some of these turnarounds for videos or newspapers. And today, especially because it's so fast and people can get out news so quickly, they're probably not taking the time necessarily to check their sources or check the veracity of a story. And you can blindly trust or you can take the initiative to dig into it a little deeper. My question here is, I wonder how many people do this. I wonder how many people ever stop and wonder if they are wrong and then go about trying to figure out whether or not everything they think is wrong. It is a good intellectual exercise. Even if you don't fully believe it when you ask yourself that question, even if you still think you're right, if we take the time to do the research and check our sources, the best outcome is that we strengthen our resolve, but we really understand why we're doing the things we do or why we believe the things we believe. And we're not just following blindly along or sticking to something that we decided upon 10 or 15 years ago. But it's okay to have doubts about oneself. We're human. We're not infallible. And we should have doubts about ourselves and about our thought processes and put in the work to prove what we believe and not let other people do the thinking for us, whether it's people on Twitter or on cable news or newspapers, we should do our own thinking. We can watch the news because we're not reporters. We won't necessarily be able to find the story. It's okay to allow the story to be presented to us, but we should take it with a massive grain of salt and then do our own research and watch both sides of the news. Watch CNN and Fox. Read 
read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times or whatever conservative newspaper might actually still exist. Read both and read between the lines a little bit. See what kind of adjectives are used when describing the story to kind of get at the truth and figure out what's actually going on. Another reason to watch both sides of the news is to hear a variety of stories. We are really getting different news and it's no surprise that there are these two ever-growing camps on such distant sides of the spectrum from each other. The right hears one thing and the left hears one thing and sometimes it's the same story told in different ways and sometimes we are just getting such different stories that we really don't know what's going on and when we present something to other people they look at us like we're talking about a conspiracy because they literally never heard about the thing we're talking about. I was listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew show. This was a couple months now, and some guy called in and he was arguing with Adam about politics. I don't remember exactly what the conversation was about, but at some point they got around to the kids in cages. The man was saying how terrible it was that there were kids in cages with President Trump, and Adam said, did you know that there were kids in cages with Obama too? And the guy was silent, and Adam asked him the question again, and the guy did not know. He had literally never heard the fact that kids in cages at the border existed under President Obama. Literally had never heard it, which boggled my mind because I've heard that. I, I've heard it many times from multiple people, and we're not getting into whether or not it was right that kids were kept that way. It's just the fact that it wasn't new under President Trump. It already existed under Obama. And this guy had no idea. And that blew my mind that there is someone who was an informed person. He was aware of things that were going on. It wasn't someone who paid no attention to the news. It was someone who paid attention to the news and had no idea about the truth of that situation. There was a similar experience. Two of my family members were talking politics in a pretty congenial way, sort of poking fun at each other, but no real animosity. One of them mentioned that she had a friend who had talked about the peace treaties that Trump helped to bring about between Israel and some other countries. And she said that she thought her friend was making it up. And the other family member said, no, that's 100% true. That's not made up. These are real things. And this woman had no idea that they were actual, real peace treaties that had happened. It wasn't just some conspiracy or fake news. It was a legit, actual, real thing. And that, again, blew my mind. That the news is not just news. It's not just reporting just the facts, ma'am. Here's what happened. Here's important things for everyone to know. The news is biased not just in how it's reported, but in the stories that are shared. And these, these two instances in particular really brought home to me how divided we are as a people and not necessarily our fault. Yes, we could be kinder to people. Yes, we could be more understanding and more open-minded and have conversations without getting angry. We shouldn't kick out our family from Thanksgiving because they don't agree with our politics or cut them out because they don't agree with us. But you almost can't blame people because we're really hearing such different stories that we actually live in different worlds. We're living in entirely different truths. And the truths that we each know sort of explain why why there's so much anger and why there's so much hatred. This is why we can think we're 100% right and that someone else is 100% wrong because we have stories and facts that they don't have, that they've never heard of. So of course they seem misinformed and ignorant because 
Well, they have been underinformed, but it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, it is people's fault for not seeking out a variety of news sources. On the other hand, the news sources are biased, and it's gotten to a point where people don't trust at all news sources that are coming from the other side, which is a larger conversation, and a lot of the blame falls on the reporters for not just being biased, but for emphasizing their bias. There are a lot of problems here, but we can do a small part in improving our own lives by by doing the research and checking our sources and reading and watching news stories from the other side as uncomfortable and as cringy as it might be. If you're going to be involved in news, if you want to take a step back for your own mental health because you have other things to focus on, I support that 3 million percent. Good for you. But if you are going to be involved, then we really need to make sure that we're actively and consciously involved, not just letting news and stories be thrown at us, but taking the initiative to do the research, to do the work, to make sure we're really informed so that when we have opinions, we're allowed to have opinions and we're allowed to disagree with each other. Some people are allowed to think same-sex marriage is great and some of us are allowed to think same-sex marriage is not a good idea. We're both allowed to have that opinion, but it should be based on something. One person can hate guns, another person can love guns. That's fine. But we should know why we have those opinions. We shouldn't just be emotional and we shouldn't just trust blindly what reporters and people on Twitter are saying to us. And by the way, I know we're told that there isn't a lot of overlap. And I just said that there's not a lot of overlap in terms of how the news is reported. But in terms of what people care about, there actually is a lot of overlap. And a lot of us on both sides of the political spectrum have a lot more in common than we think, care about the same issues, even in some places want the same goals. And if we talk to each other instead of listening to the politicians and the elites and people in the news, we might actually discover that. One, one issue that keeps coming back to me as something that I hear people on both sides talking about is prison reform. People on the left want prison reform. People on the right want prison reform. We might not totally agree on what it looks like or how to get there, but we both want it. And if we can have real discussions about it, we might actually get to some sort of solution. But if we're just told that the other side is wrong and hateful and evil and that all their solutions are bad, we're not going to get any solutions about a real problem that really exists and should be fixed for the good of the country and the good of the individuals in prison, the good of the people working in prisons, the good of their families etc. So there is overlap. We just have to be willing to open our minds and have conversations that might make us uncomfortable. But as long as people are kind in those conversations and listen and not having the conversation just to school the other person, we might actually have a shot at fixing things. I feel like a big part of the problem is this idea that we need to label ourselves. I'm a conservative. I'm progressive. Why? I've labeled my podcast as trying to demystify the conservative viewpoint. I picked a particular thing because people understand what I mean when I say conservative. I've picked a reference point, but there are people on both sides who have a variety of opinions. You could be conservative and support same-sex marriage. You could be progressive, but not really like the lockdowns and not be for high taxes. It's not one or the other. We don't have to label ourselves. We don't have to be like some needy girl in a relationship who needs to define exactly what the relationship is. We could just be people with ideas and opinions that vary sometimes from day to day because we're people and we change our minds. And that's totally reasonable. The issue isn't having opinions. It isn't 
even having different opinions. The issue is knowing how to communicate with people who think differently and about having an open mind and checking our sources. Check your sources, check your sources, check your sources. I can't say that enough, though if I say it too many more times, I might stumble over my words, but check your sources. Do your own research so that we can figure out the places where we do agree, the problems that we all agree should be fixed, the goals that we're all working towards, some of the solutions that we might actually agree on. One thing I know we can all agree on is that we should all try to be a little bit kinder than necessary. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to E Pluribus Unum. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And please share the podcast with anyone you think would benefit from some common sense and thoughtfulness. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at E Pluribus Unum Podcast. You can also find me on Locals at E Pluribus Unum Podcast.locals.com. The intro and end music is Chopin's Etude Opus 10, number one in C major, known as the Waterfall Etude. <laughs>